Hey, this is Catherine Elizabeth with Train by Grace 2. And we're going to, we got done with that section about the lost son. And there were just some very dear verses that came up in Psalm 139 that I thought we all need. And O oh Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Verse 4, even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Normally this psalm further down is is quoted often for verse 13. But it is amazing how much God knows us. And how he searches us. And knows us better than we know ourselves. And so, how many times do we search ourselves? How many times do we go, wow, that happened. God, what is it in me that made me react that way? Or what is it in me that made me be quiet when I should have said something? Or what is it in me that, whatever... This is what we're supposed to do before communion. It's not really a condemnation as much as it is a, God, I want to be right with you. And if there's anything that isn't, this is the time to just take that time, block that time off, and reflect on it. And consider Jesus. That's what that time is for, is to search. And see if we find Jesus in us. And when we don't find Jesus in us, to go, I, I don't, I don't want whatever that is in my life anymore. I want to be like Jesus. Verse two, you know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. Interesting note: God can discern our thoughts, and does. Sometimes we don't, but he does. Um, and so, you know, we can think a prayer and God hears it. Now, sometimes it helps to speak it out loud. Jesus spoke prayers out loud as well. Obviously, they were recorded later. But we don't have to. We can have that quiet prayer and God hears that quiet prayer. We can have that prayer with tears running down our face that nobody understands what we're saying like Hannah before Eli, before she had her son Samuel, just asking and begging God and nobody could understand quite what she was saying. And Eli thought she was drunk, but God knew. God discerned her, her thoughts. Verse... Three, you search out my path and my lying down. Really interesting thing about 
kind of the Old Testament version of a resting place. A resting place was only used at night. So that was the Old Testament connotation. You didn't rest during the day. You had a path during the day. And then you had a place to rest at night. Now, whether your path led you to and from home or not was kind of optional. But the place where you laid down at night was supposed to be a place of rest and protection. And are acquainted with all my ways. Verse 4. Even before a word is on my tongue. Behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. Man, should we be careful about what's on our tongue and say what needs to be said and be very careful about not saying what doesn't need to be said. God knows. God knows. And he he knows how we're going to react. I mean, he nothing we say surprises him. Nothing we do surprises him. Um, but it just... In, if he could be surprised, he's been surprised before. Like human beings are just can be really obnoxious about some things. But here's here's the thing: is that do I think about my words before I say them? Before they're on my tongue, do I know what I'm saying altogether? In the New Testament promises, don't don't think about what you're going to say before you come before somebody who is asking you about the Lord. Particularly if they're like, if this is a prison situation or Paul's situation in front of Agrippa and all the way to Rome. Let the Holy Spirit speak for you. He knows the words that you should speak. And that's really hard really hard and yet we can trust that God knows what he's doing with words he created this world with words he put into existence so many things through words Simon was no longer called Simon but Peter through Jesus's words and he becomes one of the foundations of the church. Um, so there's so many things that can be done through words. And it just it amazes me how much God is involved in every word. May I be more careful with my words. Verse 5, you hem me in. Behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. What a beautiful sign of protection. It almost reminds me, it makes me wonder if this wasn't the inspiration for St. Patrick's Prayer. Here's this protection hemmed in. Behind and before. So if you're knitting or you're... If you're hemmed in behind and before, it means you're not going to unravel. 
and lay your hand upon me. And God's hand is that gentle hand of, if it needs to be correction, it will be, but it can also be a gentle hand of reassurance, of calming, of the person that we need the most, the authority that we need the most, is right there with us. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, says verse 6. It is high. This reminds me of the beginning of Ephesians where Paul starts talking about how, how high and long and deep and wide the, the love of God is. And Paul was a tent maker. So here he is working on his tents thinking about how high and wide and he's thinking how big that tent has to be and he comes he just kind of gets to the end of it may you know going may you know that it's too wonderful for you it's too high you're never going to get to the end of his love you're never going to get to the end of his tent unless you just absolutely don't want and have rejected him If you if you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, that that tent of love with the banner over it of love is unfathomable. So big. I mean, consider in this case, consider Jesus who came for the joy of our salvation and suffered on the cross. How much love is that? We weren't even his allies yet. We were his enemies. And yet Christ died for us. Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So... Don't try to, don't fight where you've been knit in. Don't fight where God has you. Which, or read Psalm 139. The psalmist actually does ask, where can I go and not be where God is? And then he talks to God about how valuable, how precious God is to him. And that God's enemies are, are the same as, as David's enemies. And then he ends with these famous verses, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me. He's already said at the very beginning that God does this. And then he ends it. And lead me in the way everlasting. Lord God, Father of all, creator of this universe. With your words. You know our words. You know who we are. You know our way, you know our thoughts, you know our heart. Dear God, lead us in the way everlasting.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.